Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Today's guest is Eric Fairweg, founder and president of Disruptive Technologies, who will be speaking on how tiny sensors make a huge impact in building intelligence and sustainability. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Sustainability Learning uh, Theater. My name is John Letty, I'm with Jones Lang LaSalle, and we're uh, pleased to be able to sponsor this event with Eric. So a little bit about Eric. Eric is uh, the founder and president of Disrupted Technologies. I'm gonna let him pronounce his last name. Um, Disruptive Technologies is a Norwegian tech company uh, providing the world's smallest wireless sensor. The company has received numerous recognized awards such as the Gardner Cool Vendor, Nordic Startup Awards, and Norwegian Tech Awards, and many more. With that, we've had a little bit of technical difficulties. I'm going to hand it off to Eric and let him start his presentation. Okay, can you hear me? Good. Um, it's good to be here, uh, finally. Um, and it's been fantastic to walk around today and to discuss potential applications for sensors with um, tenants and with uh, corporate owners and with software applications and analytics providers. Um, as mentioned, we are um, providing the world's smallest wireless sensor. Um, and we do that as a telco, so we deliver the full service around it with um, a 4G connection, making um, software platforms able to gather data from everywhere. Uh, my name is Erik Fossen-Ferbog, uh, and I'm the founder of Disruptive Technologies, a Norwegian-based uh, tech company that started in 2013. And we spent five years building the full technology stack from semiconductors to manufacturing line. It's a massive project. Um, so, the world has some huge challenges when it comes to sustainability. And then you might ask, why are we as a sensor provider presenting ourselves here today? I'll talk about why uh, in a minute. But buildings uh, are consuming 40% of the energy in the world and also responsible for 28% of the uh, greenhouse gases that in the emissions. And so how do we improve this number? Well, as one of the most famous business strategists said, if you can't measure it, you cannot improve it. So that is what it's about. So the solution from, from us is basically allowing everyone to understand what's going on in their field operations to an extreme granular detail and with a high simplicity. So you can place sensors everywhere, whether that is to track activity in your operations or it is to measure consumption on a very granular level or it is to detect potential incidents that is about to happen. For example, by a temperature rise or by vibration on a motor. 
and all of this 24-7, so, um, and, and remote, so without any humans typically involved. Just streaming data all the time um, into software applications that you might already have. It's the world's smallest wireless sensor. Um, and this is one of them. It's 19 times 19, so like two millimeters. Um, it's the size of a postage stamp. And it has a lifetime of 15 years. Um, being live and uh, real time data and, um, and um, um, sending uh, this with integration to software platforms. So basically, you can place data points everywhere around. And the quality of this sensor is, is made to the extreme from minus 40 degrees to plus 85 degrees so that you can, um, without um, any sort of specific sensor, detect temperature deviations in a fridge or, and, and with the same sensor, measure, for example, um, high load on a motor or a transformer. All the sensors in the world talk to all the small base stations that we provide. So you basically place base stations around in the environment and there is no pairing, there is no commissioning. They just work. It's all prepared from us. And the base stations, they talk by 4G to our cloud service. And we operate all of it. So normally when you do a larger sensor installation, there's a lot of commissioning and planning and, and uh, cost involved. With us, you can basically start small with a starter kit and scale infinite ac across the globe, and we make sure it works. The data goes to our cloud and then into other systems. So a very easy way to um, use our sensors is to continue with the existing software tools that you are using and then do an integration so that data goes from our cloud and into your systems. Another way is to partner up or use one of our application partners software, um, which are already prepared, and then just install sensors wherever you need data points. Or you can use our simple dashboards. But those dashboards are generic and basically sh are showing graphs of raw data. So they're not customized for the purpose. So what this really is about is getting data from everywhere to optimize operations. And if you look at sustainability, it's uh, the cost or the, 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 effort, the human effort involved has um, a, a direct consequence on, on CO2. So if you look at this picture and try to understand how these systems work or how this city works, it's very hard without any measurement, without any data. And uh, with sensors, you can uh, get that insight and analytics on top, you will be able to make good decisions. So I'll not talk about all the different use cases that we have out there through our partners, um, but I'll just mention a few uh, of them and segment them into some uh, business uh, segments um, so that we can show some concrete uh, use cases. Facility management, one of the most obvious ones, um, I guess it's smart cleaning, where you clean based on activity, um, for example, on a, on a washroom, 
um, and then uh, only clean on demand when it's necessary to clean. Um, or cleaning validation. But there's also a lot of other use cases um, which you might not be aware of. So for example, Legionella compliance is a requirement in many countries. Um, and um, it's as simple as instrumenting the pipes that all are, are there, um, mounting sensors on these pipes, measure if the temperature, and the sensor then measure if the temperature is uh, within a certain window, which is stimulating bacteria growth, and then uh, sends a, a signal to trigger a work order to flush this pipe specifically. The way it's done today is that you um, uh, do uh, flushing of all the pipes in the building, um, and uh, both a lot of effort and um, a lot of uh, water is, um, is used. So um, the same type of sensors, which now is in, in installed on these pipes, can also be used to save water and then um, carbon. We also see that um, uh, when looking into the data, it's possible to detect leakages and if there is excessive water use in specific parts of the building. So there's a lot of sort of secondary benefits as well. This is to a more exotic use case, but we actually see this coming. And this is probably a direct consequence of the small form factor of the sensor. So in the Royal Opera House in London, there's a golden ceiling. Um, and that golden ceiling needs to be maintained within certain temperature limits and certain humidity levels, um, which is obviously quite hard to measure um, real time. Um, now there's more than 280 sensors installed. Um, and those sensors are reporting temperature and humidity so that they can regulate this on the floor level so that the ceiling is, stays within the limits. Smart workspace. Um, we're not delivering the analytics on top, but we are delivering the data to many of these platforms out there. Um, and what we see now, specifically because of the COVID situation, um, occupancy is, is very much requested and, and um, uh, activity patterns or human behavior in office environments uh, is something that is asked for. Um, this is um, a use case that is specifically around uh, too hot, too cold complaints, which is the highest ranking complaint uh, by tenants. Um, and just as simple as installing temperature sensor can make you aware of this um, upfront. And also buttons can tri trigger um, uh, requests uh, so that action can be taken, bef taken before um, there is um, a, a larger uh, problem. And this particular uh, case study, they say 35%, 36% um, energy because they were able to also reduce the, um, the use of HVAC. Um, uh, and um, uh, here we have the same sort of use case in hotels, um, measuring the temperature from the air condition uh, uh, air uh, and and in the in the hotel room, and then detect if 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 um, uh, the uh, air condition needs to be on when there's not people there, or to maintain the same the right temperature. And as you see, we do this all the way with partners. So this is with um, Conrad Connects, and the end customer here was Dorint.
co-working spaces are getting more and more popular. And also here, we see that um, they use sensor quite um, extensively, both to detect occupancy, but also to optimize the environment. Um, and uh, that could be, as in this case, that they want to uh, see how can they um, uh, make people move into the areas where people thrive, and by that, uh, increasing the 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 the, the uh, yeah number of people that are utilizing their offices, and in this case uh, they measured a thirty percent increase. It might not sound a lot, but it's hard if you do this by manual counting. A lot of research is done into lost time by employees looking for meeting rooms, um, but if you uh, have sensors and analytics you can uh, guide people to where there are vacant meeting rooms. And so 30 minutes per week per employee is sort of normal. Uh, and then there are some numbers below that um, uh, indicate savings uh, on the um, office space and uh, meeting rooms, and also that 40% of, of meetings actually never happens. Scheduled meetings never happens. Then to another business segment, um, manufacturing and warehousing. I just thought it was interesting to show this as well, because uh, here we have a large warehouse um, that sort of have lived with um, incidents all the time. But by monitoring their operations, um, roller, uh, um, roller belts and electric motors, they are able to to reduce the number of incidents to zero, uh, which is a completely different, uh, completely different way of operating. And, and just um, the ROI numbers here are kind of um, very, very uh, high because uh, one incident in this, uh, in this warehouse is, is, is severe. So just um, wanted to also show one of the sensors that we have that uh, stores data every 30 seconds. Uh, so that, uh, and also for 15 years, so that AI and data analytics can be used to uh, train models and then improve uh, the performance or the quality. Smart storage is another one. I'll just skim briefly through, the, through, through this. Um, in restaurants, uh, it's obviously important to make sure that the, the food stays within certain temperature ranges. And so here we have a restaurant chain, a global one that we uh, deployed with. The sort of cost savings are several thousand percent, but that's uh, also due to sort of probably the reference point. Um, but um, by having the detailed insight into uh, temperature in freezers and, and, and fridges, uh, there are uh, very good savings. This is probably a more obvious one, um, ice cream shop, where they do real-time monitoring of, of ice cream, and obviously the consequences if, if the temperature rises is quite severe. Um, here is another with um, NHS, the public hospital in, in the UK, uh, where we uh, are monitoring vaccines, and today, that's the manual operations with car, cars driving around or with nurses doing the, the manual uh, temperature checks of the, of the, of the vaccines and, and the medic medicines. Whereas 
the incidents open ha often happens at night, um, and also there's a lot of work involved in this. So if, when this is automated, there's a lot to save. And the same goes for energy reduction. Um, it is uh, quite advanced platforms that pulls out data from building management systems and from um, other uh, sensors, but then the benefit uh, with our sensor is that you can basically digitally retrofit existing equipment and then get new data points. And the same here goes for another platform named Nova um, with uh, substantial savings of, of energy. So we are the sustainable sensor solution. Um, it's kind of obvious that when you have little mass, this is just two grams. Um, it doesn't have that big carbon, carbon footprint either. Um, and you don't need to replace your assets. You can basically take an old asset and make it smart um, just by instrumenting it with a sensor. We see that for HVAC and we see that for um, yeah, a lot of facility management equipment. Um, and then also um, do the um, improve operations and the quality of operations. We're winning sustainability uh, awards. This is one of them. And it might sound a bit strange that we um, are sort of uh, looked at as one of those that have big impact on this. But actually, measuring is extremely important. I would, though, say that it's very important that analytics and software platforms on top do their job well, because they are basically the ones that are finding the insight and, and, and um, uh, bringing the applications to the end customer. Some other recognitions, MIPIM um, award for best prop tech and um, Verdantix for the most easiest to deploy uh, corporate technology. And then Gartner Cool Vendor as well. Um, it's easy to start. It's not like uh, you need a big engineering project to do this. You can start with a small starter kit, um, do some trials um, where you think it's possible to gather data, and then um, scale to infinite, basically. So as you see, there's a lot of applications. There's a lot of use cases um, for us, which is kind of a bit further back in the value chain. It's hard to be very specific on what you should do. But um, please let me know if you're interested, and, and we can discuss what type of um, applications you, sh you should focus on with our partners. So um, the savings is substantial. Thank you. Yeah, so the question was relating to uh, security. Um, so uh, we have a, a radio protocol that's called Secure Data Shot um, with end-to-end -end secur security. Um, you can actually deliver your AES encryption keys to us yourself so that we even cannot decrypt it. It's one of the few um, technologies that allows customers to deliver their encryption keys. Um, so it's, it's actually sort of proved end-to-end -end on our side. Yeah. But that has some consequences. It's not that simple to use with, with that. Thanks for the question. Yeah. What kind of range sensors have? How many feet or how many square feet? Yeah. So the question was how, how long range the sensors have. Um, since this is a small sensor, uh, that obviously impacts the range. We have designed it so that it is at um, one and a half to two times the Wi-Fi router, so that you can use the same install routines as for Wi-Fi. That was important for us. Um, 
but we also have a range extender, a passive um, uh, sort of sticker that you add to this, which increased the range by four times. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. That's a very, very good question. So what if you have concrete walls and, a, um, and if they're reinforced in addition, you basically have a Faraday cage. So uh, that, yeah. Okay, 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 we'll wrap it up there. But thank you, thank you. Yes, you do. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org slash content to submit your idea.